Mississippi. It's your boy. It's your man. It's your guy, Shano. And this is the Organic Poison Podcast. Sickest in the South. And today I am here chilling like a villain with mm. my bro, my brethren in law, mm. Tyler yeah. Mofokin Ferguson. Ooh, yeah. This is what, my second or third time on the... I think this is the third. I was going to say, I got on here with uh, with your boy, with T. Frost one time. Yes, yes sir. Oh man, yes, I'm sir. excited. Pleasure. Absolute pleasure. Yes. That kid's been keeping me away from being on this podcast. That, that son of yours, huh? Mm-hmm. I don't know how. I know. Considering I don't, he doesn't live with me. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> but, you know... Let's get to it, man. I'm excited, dude. I'm excited too. Uh, <clears throat> well, you you put something on uh, on your on your Facebook today. You said, you know, you got any questions? Let me know for the podcast tonight. I was like, there ain't no way I'm, I'm missing this one. Oh yeah, yeah. You messaged me like almost immediately afterwards. I did. I uh, we're definitely gonna get into those, some of those questions later. Uh, most of them will actually be able to be asked. One thing I do want to say is, um, you know, I was intending on having my next episode of the podcast with my new studio set up, my new DIY backroom stew. But it's kind of the setup. Yeah, it's gonna be pretty dope. But I am still trying to figure it out. So I mean, it, it, it's it. I mean, it's all here, but I, I've got some some working to do on it. But the evolution is still evolving, and the way it's looking, I'll be able to have my first episode. Uh, in the new stew, and it will also be on. I'll be uplo- finally uploading to YouTube and SoundCloud, along with nice. all the other places I've been setting up at. And hopefully, we'll be able to do a little bit more like uh, fun shit, <laughs> which is going to be exciting. I've got a couple of ideas. I just have to get my uh, my ducks in a row with it. So um, this one's still on the phone. So hopefully, you guys can hear us pretty well and. Uh, you know, we're getting some getting some traction. We got a handful of things that we want to talk about today. Um, you know, people hate on podcasts on the phone, doing them on the phone through the apps, and I wouldn't hate on them because you know when I started, I had a very short lived podcast. I'm trying to get another one back together soon, but uh, in that time, there was one idea. There are definitely a few of the negatives doing on a phone. You know, just just a conversation starter. Um, I did one episode and I posted, and everybody's like, "Oh man, yeah, I can't wait for another one." Did the next episode in my car. Forgot that I had a Bluetooth radio. Did a whole, I think it was a 50-minute episode with a buddy of mine. Um, and my phone had connected to my car Bluetooth. Posted it and everything. And it was 50 minutes of complete silence. Oh, my God. So you didn't go back and listen to it? No, I just didn't think, man. I didn't think. Damn. I was being dumb. I didn't put it in. And I posted it. And I deleted it. And I only did like one, other, one or two other episodes after that. But um, after that, I swore to never at least turn my car back on. Or, you know, make sure it was unconnected. And it was crazy because in that video, my buddy, who was a Jaguars fan, this is right before a football season started. And I don't know if anybody knows Gardner Minshew is, but, you know, he blew up on the scene this year. Most people, yeah. With the Jags. Care about football, and, yeah. yeah, and we were talking about the draft, and he was like, yeah, dude, the Jaguars, uh, they got Gardner Minshew in the sixth round. He's going to blow up, and he will be starting by the end of the year. And I was like, that's ridiculous. Well, nobody can, nobody can be like, yeah, dude, you were right, because nobody knew. You know, and yeah. so it was crazy. He called it, but. Has oh, I see what downs. you're saying, because it, it didn't get recorded. 
That's exactly. Awesome. But it has its ups and its downs during the phone. But hey, nothing, nothing like it. Well, to be fair, I had a ex- very similar experience. <clears throat> I don't know if you were, got to listen to or if you saw. I'm sure somebody who hears this has heard it. But I did an episode with my friend Terry. Yeah. And uh, we did a whole like hour and forty five minutes. Like at the time, it would have been my longest podcast. Mm-hmm. And then realized that it was not recording. My software that, that, that I had up was not recorded. That, that absolutely sucks. That was probably the worst feeling in the world. And it was like, because we went through all this trouble to make it happen, too. And then we ended up recording like 45 more minutes after that. But it's like, we had... It's it, still, there's just the fact that's, a, of, lo- that's a lot of conversation yeah. that you can't oh, redo. You yeah, know? dude, you can't just naturally go back into that. Mm. Well, since the last podcast I did, I guess about a week ago or a little over a week ago, they have changed, or excuse me, they are changing and taking down yeah. the Mississippi flag. Mm. Okay, for those of you who don't know, which I'm sure most of you do who are listening to this, the Mississippi flag had inside of it the uh, Confederate flag. I mm. guess it pretty much was the, pretty much the entire Confederate so, yeah, flag so inside of the... What they did was, um, for those of you who do not know, uh, is basically... Since I believe this is 1894, because uh, you know the Confederacy only five years lived, uh, but that's still lit. You know that's <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> crazy. Outcast was longer than the Confederacy, but um, it was only five years lived. But even after that, the South still kind of you know it was just like a flag, and it's still flown now. Obviously, it but lingered. yes, I believe there. Were, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. There were multiple states that included it. Yeah, and just over the years, uh, took it out. It slowly, because it slowly there's, has dissipated. Exactly. And, you know, we were the last state, obviously. Actually, did you see where our former governor, he was our governor 20 years ago, he was like, man, we would have made so much more money in Mississippi if we had took it down 20 years ago. I mean, hindsight is 20 yeah. Hey, It should be. But there's a lot of people who don't see that that way. Nothing is 2020. 2020 <laughs> is the worst. Oh, my God. When will 2020 will never happen again. Good. No one ever needs to remember this. It'll be like it'll have to be another twenty thousand years before twenty twenty happens again. Even then, it won't be twenty twenty. That's crazy it'll to think about. It'll be three twenties. No, it won't. Yeah, it will. Twenty. Like there will never be like another twenty. No, that's two hundred thousand. Twenty thousand. You could have two zero, <clears throat> two zero two. Have you you ever met somebody with the same name as you? You have a very common name. Yes. Have you ever heard of you know the the company Vice, the media yeah, company yeah, Vice? Yeah. They got well the co-founder of that. His name is Shane Smith. There's a couple of Tyler. One time I made a big Instagram group chat with just a bunch of random Tyler Ferguson's, mm-hmm. like a tattoo artist, a pro baseball player, former NFL quarterback, and then Jesse Tyler Ferguson from Modern Family. Nobody responded. Um, the tattoo artist saw it though, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I was just, I was just wondering, going, uh, you know, because there'll never be another 2020. Um, so let's go back to the flag. We definitely just got yes. a little it's, off track. Well, if I wasn't here by myself, I would have already covered about 17 topics. Oh, yeah. I'm talking about, like, grazed them, not yeah. covered them. <clears throat> so, Mississippi flag. Yeah, dude, so they got in the process of changing it. And people are pissed. And let me, I do, personally do not under, really understand why so many people are pissed. I would love for somebody to sit down and be like, this is why. I'm upset. Right. But I will say one claim that a few people have said is um, Tate Reeves went on on the 24th and was like, the people need to vote about this. And then the 27th said, hey, look, if they put the bill in my hand, I'm signing it. So, you know, a lot of people were upset. But, man, I am, I consider myself definitely, uh, you know, more towards the right, my political views. Sure. Um, And so there's a lot of times where uh, I try to defend some things that have, that are more towards the right. But, dude, the in my opinion, the Confederate flag just can't really be defended, man. Five years of the Confederacy seceding from the rest of the United States. And people don't understand this. People that defend the Confederate flag don't understand this. The Confederacy, their vision for America was nothing like what America looks like now. You know what I'm saying? Right. And let's just say it, it was nothing It was nothing like uh, America's vision six months ago. Mm-hmm. Like, Because clearly there's a lot of split in opinions of what people want to see uh, out of America which yeah, we no, can get into that a little later, but it's I, I definitely agree. rip South Park. Like if you think about if you think about what, like just even just a, you know the American values of let's just even say like the fifties, 
You know, before like yep. the '60s and stuff. Before like everything, like, when everybody was all cookie cutter shit. Not everybody, obviously. Yeah. Clearly, but, there was poverty but, I mean, and you know, whatever. Leave but, it to Beaver. Yes. Peyton yes. White fences. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I got but, you. I know what you're saying. Yeah. So it's like it is definitely. I mean, I've even predating what's going on right now. Like I have personally always been a very like I say always, but you know, once I started getting older, teenage years. Yeah. It's like man, fuck that flag. Like well, and and, and not and not specifically the Mississippi flag, yeah. but just like the whole co- well, the whole point of the Confederacy. And it's like I said, I've been doing some soul searching the past couple of years. I've claimed to be uh, more towards the left. I've claimed to be extremely independent. And you know, right now with all the research I've done or whatever, I you know I do see myself more as a conservative. But even as that, and I feel like I speak for majority of. There is no there. You know, there's some things you could say. Well, that's racist. That's got a lot of hate behind it. And someone say, "Well, no, not really." But dude, it it does, man. It do, yeah. you know it do, it it does. It's un- um, it, it should to me in my head. I feel like it's undeniable. Exactly. Where obviously other people feel indifferent about that, but it's like the I problem almost, with that is I see people putting on Facebook and they're just like, "It's our heritage, not not hate." And it's like, okay, well, explain to me how. But you you won't. Well, I think to myself, it's like it's your heritage, not hate. So your heritage is just. Like, it, it, like, so if I read off the exact reasoning behind what that flag is on several different websites, unless it is a pure, like, you know, Confederacy apologist page, yeah. you know, it's going to, and even those pages are like, well, it's because black people were, in, in, you know, inferior to the white race. It's like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like... Like, yeah. that's my heritage. And it's, and it's people, like... I don't want that to be my heritage, first off. You know, one thing that does kind of suck about this happening now, as opposed to, like, a different time, is there's so much, there's so much, like, I don't even want to use the term conspiracy, but there's so much fear-mongering and misinformation from both, yeah, dude. from all angles, not both, from every angle you can think of. And it's like, people think, oh, well, they're going to take our flag, and next it's going to be... Insert some the firstborn. Yeah, and it's like, unfortunately, you have people right now that are, you know, requesting and demanding some pretty radical shit. So it's like, definitely, definitely. if they think that just because their flag got taken, which something that I've tried to say, this whole this whole flag thing is not an isolated incident. This is thing something that people have had a problem with for, for a years. long time. Well, and here's the thing too that people are ignoring: these new flag drawings are beautiful. Mm-hmm. Mississippi is the magnolia state. And, like, a magnolia flower is so beautiful. Like, all the drawings I've seen, I'd be like, man, I would be so proud to fly that, like, in my yard. It's, they're absolutely, beautiful red, blues with stars, and, yeah. you know, a magnet. it's just beautiful. It's unique to Mississippi, but it's yes. also patriotic. You know what I'm saying? It's, got, it's very American nationalism, you know, in, in it, not white nationalism. You know, not that, but I'm yeah. saying, like, like. It's very American. You know, it looks it like, is, you know, yes. whatever. So it's like you can still embody that or you can still uh, embrace that. But mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, another thing is like, obviously there's a hefty amount of people who will, you know, look at you a certain type of way. But nobody said you can't fly that shit in your yard. Yeah. You know, like nobody has said that you can't throw it on your truck. Obviously you'll have to, you know, deal with buddy. some consequences. I had a buddy. Came up to me the day. I'm going to say his name, but he was like, dude, I know we can make money. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, lay it on me. He's like, we buy up all the Mississippi flags and all the Confederate flags we can. I was like, yeah. He's like, that way to sell them for like triple the price. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, and it brings me back to a story my mom used to uh, tell me of my dad, and it's so funny. Because there was about half a second, I was like, hey, that's yeah, good money. My dad worked for the city of Hattiesburg. And after 9-11, he gathered up all the little flags that, you know, people just gave away. Yeah. Gathered them all up, and in his city of Hattiesburg shirt, sold them for like eight bucks a flag. It got fired actually from the city of Hattiesburg <laughs> because he got caught in the back of his truck selling those little flags for like eight bucks a pop when you could go to Ace Hardware and get 11 of them for free. You know what I'm saying? That's amazing. <laughs> and it brought me back that because it was half a second in my head where I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. But no, also, I'm that, not. That's funny. Like, I, I've I, also never just been able to walk in a store about like, y'all got any Mississippi flags? First off, just. Dude, you know, I thought about, this is a little off topic, but I thought about, like, buying, like, a surplus of Trump hats. Yeah, you know me. I remember when Trump was in the election 2016, you were going to make some shirts. Uh, we had, Yeah, and sell them. Like, I was like, well, what do we just sell these Trump shirts for fuckloads exactly. of money? Exactly. 
exactly. I just you can, but, man. Uh, now I can't, but in my yeah. head I can't. I don't want to even yeah. play that part. But I thought maybe if I bought a shitload of these Trump hats for the election and just stowed them away, but before I stowed them away, like get somebody to forge Donald That's Trump's That's what I was about to say, get a Sharpie and yeah, just yeah, and dude, yeah, just hold on to them for about 10 years. And then sell them online. I don't even know. You can sell them to old people right now. No, here, dude. Bro. There's going to be some real deal radicalist fucking uh-huh. diehard, like, long live the emperor type yeah. <laughs> They're going to be waiting for him to come up out of the dead Death Star and be like... <sighs> okay, let me ask you this. This is just a question because, you, you know, you talk about him being dead, uh, but he's not yet. But have you ever realized how old the presidential candidates are right now? Joe Biden's like seventy. Dude, it's always. Been, I think Obama. Obama Obama's, and JFK had. To Obama like was like forty six, and he was the youngest ever. No, he was. He, I think he was like forty four because JFK was like forty five. I was about to say. I know JFK was pretty young too. They were both early to mid forties, and you know, with the exception of those two, it's ridiculous. Like I saw a thing that was just like you know Joe Biden's if say Joe Biden was get elected, he'd end his campaign at you know like eighty five years. Hey, yeah, uh, sorry, um, we had a bit of a technical difficulty there, not really sure what the hell happened, so we just switched apps, and we're gonna start back. Yeah, we had like a ten minute conversation, too, it was good. Yeah, it's a good thing that we didn't keep going, though, after I told you my scenario with Terry. You know, oh, Terry. That would have been the shortest podcast ever, but anyway, uh, <laughs> I'll just go ahead and throw an ad there, so that way, that'd be a good spot for one of my... That would be a good spot for yeah. an ad. Uh, with that being said, I mean... Shit. So where we were talking when we left is we were talking about Joe Biden's going to be like 80. Say he wins, he's going to be like 85 when he, uh, you know, after four years. Something like that. Very old. Um, And then we started talking about how presidents, usually it seems like they're all controlled by one thing. And that's when you brought George Soros. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I told you that my mental capacity is very thin because of all the conspiracies going on right now. So I would like, you know... Okay, so when I was younger, uh, there was, you know, you had conspiracy theories were definitely a thing. Mm -hmm. But, like, the big thing was, like, 9-11 was, you know, everybody say 9-11 was an inside job. I think that's a bit of an overshoot, but in the same breath, I think there was a, I mean, I know, we all know now, Mm -hmm. with a little bit of Googling, that 9-11 was a much different scenario than what it was, uh, say, you know, uh, September 12th, 2001. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like it was. I mean, now, I you were probably what one? How old were you? I was, um, I was in the womb. When were you born? I was born three days after 9/11. Holy shit! Yeah, 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 dude. Yeah, dude, no. that's crazy. That's wild. <laughs> yeah, no, I was, I was getting ready to come out. I was beating on. I was, I was knocking on the door yeah. when 9/11. Can happened. you hear me knocking? No, but I, I'll never. <laughs> I was like, oh my god! I'll never forget the day. Like, me and my brother were both, I mean, I was young, you know, but me and my brother were both at my great-grandparents' house, and we were hanging out in my grandma's room, and you just look at the news, and, because the news was always on when we were there. It was like, Price is Right, Days of Our Lives, or the news. Oh, no doubt. Uh, And my mom and my dad, because we still lived with them at the time. Hey, hey, shout out. Yeah, shout out. uh, They were in Jackson at a doctor's appointment for my dad. And, like, you just looking at the news, dude, and it was just, like, you just saw the buildings on fire. And my grandma came in there, and she just sat down. And, like, none of the three of us, like, said anything. For, like, you know, it was probably, like, five minutes, but, like, it feels like it was forever. Well, you know, and and obviously it was not a lot of those times, but everybody that says anything. I'm a huge history guy. I'm a very patriotic guy. Um, Everybody who says anything says that was the most patriotic, like, two years of their life. Oh, dude. I mean. And they they say, I mean, look at Toby Keith, man. Love me. <laughs> um, but no, and it, it was like... Even the least patriotic people will fucking say, Well, yeah. put a boot in your ass. It's an American exactly, way. Exactly. When Uncle Sam puts your name at the top of his list and the Statue of Liberty starts swinging her dick. And... <laughs> oh, but no, one of my mentors, she's a, a history teacher, just got me in, you know, loving history. Yeah. She said that, um, and this is the best way to put it, I've heard many people say it, she said they just felt attacked. Yeah, I mean. You felt attacked, you didn't know what to do, you turned to vulnerable. Toby Keith. Yeah, you turned a, to Toby Keith and you're ready, man. There was no, that general, there was, I mean, even our generation, but that generation, there had been so so long prior to that. Before, nothing yeah. had happened like that. I don't think anything's ever Pearl really Harbor. Like, yeah, and that was in Hawaii. 
Yeah. I'm not. I'm not taking anything away from it. That was in Hawaii. But it was still. You know? It was like you know. Yeah. No. I know what you're saying. But yeah, that was one of the first times. It was because it was like it was like, hey, we're America. We'll come over there and we'll wipe you out. We'll and, but then it was up. like it was, it was like, oh no. And you know, I don't necessarily. I don't re- specifically remember it at the time. But I do remember that you know every the thing that sucks is like everybody if you were like of of like Indian descent, <laughs> you know Arabic descent, dude. I mean, I'm I, even me. I, I mean, I was a kid. I mean, I was like, holy shit! If you, were, I mean, talking about people who've lived here third generation could mm-hmm. be, and it's like, bro, you see somebody, and it's like that was crazy. So like I, how quickly like everybody, which it, they might have been like that beforehand. But like I said, <laughs> they probably I, were. I was, yeah. I mean, Desert Storm was <laughs> yeah. only like a decade before then, but in my head, like that was when it clicked to me. Like, oh my god, like yeah. I uh, so I'm of Lebanese descent, Middle Eastern descent. So I, um, yeah, no, so I've definitely, especially the older I've got, I've become more tan. Um, I've definitely taken that on a lot more. And, uh, dude, I can't tell you how many old people have, you know, not necessarily just old people, but how many people have, have said something to me or, you know, asked me what descent I am. And I'm like, well, got a lot of Indian in me, you know, a lot of Irish and a handful of Lebanese. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Get the fuck out of my house. We're in Lebanon. I'm like, look, dude, my great great grandmother. You know what I'm saying? I'm not. Jeez, I saw a guy, in, or I saw a guy. I heard a guy. He's just a comedian. He was talking, and he he's very Arabic. Yeah. Um, and he was, you know, old, er, probably in his twenties when 9/11 happened, or maybe a teenager. I don't know. And his, but his name was uh, uh, Muhammad. And so after 9/11, he said his mom was like, "Oh, Muhammad, we have to change your name." And he was like, to what? And she was like, Hussein. And he was like, he's like, no. No. He was like, I'm just going to keep it Muhammad. He's like, it's either Muhammad or Jeff. I'm not going to Hussein. Yeah. He's like, I can't go to Hussein. Oh, my God. And he was like, that makes it so much worse. It's like, what the fuck? Oh, man. we just drop Hitler in there while we're at <laughs> yeah. it? Oh, my gosh. That, that's fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. I digress, but... No, they, like, at the, but, you know, there was a speech that George Bush gave, more or less, that was like, hey, bitch, we're coming to when war. When he was staying on the rubble or after? Because I've, I've seen that speech, there and that gave you chills. There was once, I think this was a speech when they were inside, probably uh, in somewhere in New York, if I had to assume. But And I remember it was basically like, that set a fucking fire on America. Like, people were ready. Like, that I was, know, I was ready to join the Army. That was the time, like, the only time in my entire mm-hmm. life that I can, of my understanding, where the entire country was on board with going to war. Yeah. Like, I, I say that. I'm sure there were I'm people, sh- yeah. you know, there was... But, like, in the same sense. No, I get what you're saying. All right, so, we were talking about the Mississippi flag. What's next, Mr. Moderator? Well, my next topic that I had written down was uh, stubborn old people, but okay. we kind of covered well, that. yeah, no, we did kind of cover that. I will say this, though. Um, our governor, if you're not from Mississippi, is Tate Reeves. Uh, no matter what you think or don't think of what he's done, doesn't matter. I can't tell you how many stubborn old people I see it commenting on his stuff, and there's like, you lost your re-election just now, boy. Yeah. And it's just, it goes back to just, explain to me how it's not racist. There's a lady on my Facebook feed, and Facebook is not where I get all my information, but it's where I see a lot of stuff. Uh, and she was, just just to clarify, um, but <laughs> she, she was on my Facebook feed, big NASCAR fan. And she was just like, screw you, Bubba Wallace. <laughs> She's like, defund... NASCAR, and I was like, man, NASCAR has had a rep for being racist hick sport for years, and they're finally trying to stop that. And the racist hicks, yeah, that are behind it, not. It's like, well, what's crazy to me is like, like a lot of these companies. Now, I'm gonna be a hundred percent honest with you. The vast majority of these companies are just pandering. Oh yeah. Now. Whether you whether pandering in situations like this is good or bad, that's entirely up to you. I mean, in my opinion, it's like, well, you could just be giving me giving money to the cause or making changes to the cause because you're pandering, but you're still making changes. Eventually, if the, yeah. all those changes and all that you know dedication stays there, it's like, well, then it will be a benefit to whatever cause. Well, and that goes back to me and you were talking about the other night with so many different things. With a lot of celebrities apologizing, they probably don't mean it. Well, and here's something I was talking about as a Christian. I was talking about, you know, with Donald Trump. A lot of people down here 
they forget Donald Trump's a billionaire, trillionaire, whatever, from New York City. He's not a country boy. Right. And he might not, and I, I am in no place to judge, but he might not be the most Christian person. Regardless of, he's done a lot for Christians. Um, and from what I've seen, you know, regardless of if someone doesn't like this or doesn't like that, if stuff's being done, stuff's being done. Well, another thing... At one point, your attention doesn't... Can't, you know, it can only... I don't know. Well, something that I was thinking about, and I know that, you know, you have a, a lot of the really popular topics, and I'm, a, I'm very... I've been kind of curious lately. Like, I've actually been looking into some stuff, and I'm not a, I'm not at all now or ever going to be a Donald Trump apologist because yeah. him being a pompous prick and the fact that everything has chaotically turned into mm-hmm. what it has under his belt is good enough for me to be to even more so be like fuck him but i do want to point out there's a lot of things that he try, that he tries to do that never gets you passed. air quoted i just don't want anybody to yeah. <laughs> he he tries to do and it doesn't get passed or it doesn't make it through and then it just get, it vanishes so i'm thinking to myself i'm like well how much I'm, obviously, he's caused damage, but my, I I don't know enough about this to yeah. to have a, a a well-rounded answer. But I'm like, as policy-wise, like, what has he done specifically that we have seen damage of so far? Man, I mean, I obviously, will. there's. I mean, I'm obviously the stuff that has gone on with the border situation and the kids. Yeah. That's fucked up. I mean, I understand that that is a thing that, but it's like let's just say we were selfish Americans. He has pretty much catered to yeah. selfish Americans. I'll say I'll say this policy-wise. First off, I believe with the ICE and the children and stuff, it's awful. Um, as a conservative, look, I, I don't want to argue with anybody, really. I'll state my point. I'm not going to get too deep into it, obviously. I'm not going to um, argue with you, but I, yeah. can't, I can't promise you. Well, that look, if you are. want to, let's do it in person or on the fall. But um, anyways, you know, with ICE, I personally, I see a lot of good in it. I also see the bad in it. Um, and I believe when you have something like that, it's just like with the police force or anything like that. Um, there's only so much you can do, big government-wise, yeah. because stuff's still gonna happen. You know, uh, you know, you know, you know what I'm saying. Well, but anyways, back to policy-wise, like with Donald Trump, man, you look at the first step, the act, and so many things that he's done, that he's passed, that have been great things. A lot of the problems that I see a lot of people having, and and I don't want to say I'm just full-blown Trump, yeah, because you know if somebody better comes along, somebody better comes along. You yeah. know. He's he's he is he's not the worst president. He's by far not the best president. I can't economy wise. I think he's done a great job, but I do not think he's the best. A lot of the problem time will tell. I do. Well, I mean, ultimately, yeah. when it comes to stuff like this, you can yeah. get as much as maybe 70 percent of what you're going to learn. Yeah, I agree. But a lot of stuff you won't know until you. This is like this is shit coming out with Obama. Not yeah. to interrupt. Not to change the subject. No, you're good. You're good. There's a bunch of shit coming out about the not Obama specifically. And we do always fuck up. Even with Trump, we fuck up and just blame a single figure. I'd love to play basketball with Obama. He seems like a cool guy. (laughs) Not to change the subject again, but... um. But no, I, I, it's like it's one of those guys, and it's like Nixon. People didn't realize how shitty Nixon was until later. I don't know. (laughs) By the time he was out of office. Yeah, no, I agree. But no, what I was saying is like, is I don't think he's by far the best. I don't think he's by far the worst. But I do believe, I think a lot of the problems that people have with him is, I don't think he's an idiot. I think, obviously, be a trillionaire, he's, he's a pretty smart guy. I do not, I think he's... he's not a trillionaire. Well, billionaire? Yeah. Well, hey, look, he's no, I don't think anyone's He's got more money, at, probably not. No, Bezos, Jeff maybe? Bezos is, he's like, he doesn't even have $200 billion. Oh, crap. Okay, never mind. Sorry. I was very outlandish with that claim. <laughs> um, okay. But, no, what I was going to say I'm sure is, Bezos doesn't mind you referring to him Sorry, as a sorry, Jeff. Uh, but, um... A lot of the problems that even I have with him is, man, he, and it's almost like a lot of people respect it, and I don't, I don't necessarily know. He says it. He just says it. He's pompous. He's pomp. He will just <laughs> say it, man. And it's like, look, dude, I feel like this is something I saw a lot. Uh, this is something I saw, and then this guy said, he said, this is the problem with our political parties. He said, if the left could just be a little bit more truthful sometimes, he said, and if the right, he said, if the left could be truthful. Tell the God honest truth because they have a lot of good ideas, and I, I agree with some of their ideas. I definitely do. The left would run the country for the next few de- decades. Yeah. If the right would just have some dang compassion. Yeah. And care a little bit, and be, um, and you know really care, mean yeah. it, 
genuine. Because... Genuinely care. They would run the country for the next few decades. Right. I, I mean, another thing... Donald Trump doesn't seem like he genuinely cares sometimes. Yeah, and another thing that I... Like, and maybe it's just because they don't necessarily have the upper hand. Mm. But, you know, you get the whole, you know, law and order and authority stuff from the from the right. Not just because Donald Trump says the law and order thing, but that's the thing. I mean, you know, it's like you've got yeah. the conservatives are, have always, for as long as I can remember, that part, that area of that party and demographic, very stern, very, very bold, and very oh. whatever. But, and I, I'm not saying this to antagonize anything, but that whole image of what we, I assumed as a kid, as a kid and as a young adult and a teenager, and it's like, in my angsty days and then even still in my days now of understanding and wanting to understand and have conversations and build and be constructive and being passive and allowing people, you know, whatever, the motherfuckers are acting like cowards. Yeah. Yep. And I'm not saying this to encourage every senator and every governor and every individual to just go out and do some shit, to, heinous shit. Well, and, but it's like, look, man, <clears throat> there is, there is... For better or worse, there are people going around the country destroying Running shit. Running your country. There are people going around the country destroying shit, for better or worse. You know, I haven't I haven't heard George Floyd's name in almost two weeks. Yeah. Well, okay. Let me say this. You mind? Go No, go ahead. A couple ahead. things. First I'm, of all, I'm not shitting. I'm just... I'm no, just, no, I, no. I'm not disagreeing with you. First off, uh, last night or night before... Four people in Chicago died from COVID. Nineteen people died from gunshots. Um, just want to throw that. Uh, but a lot of the stuff, and I, I might sound like a little bit of a libertarian, but I don't think I'm gonna. <laughs> a lot of the stuff. I, Trump is trying to get a police reform bill passed, and I like some of it. You know, chokeholds are banned. Looking for more not more effective non-lethal weapons. Yeah. You know, um, things like that. That I, I'm like, hey, that's a good idea. But man. That stuff starts on the local level. You don't need Trump's approval to have more training in your police force. You don't need Trump's approval to do this, to do that. Um, you, the Seattle does not need Trump's approval to get in there and get rid of Chaz, man. You know what I'm saying? It's a mosquito fuck? bug truck. You yeah, ever seen one of those? Creep. I saw the light flash. Yeah, no, I saw it too. Like, I got scared. Yeah, I don't understand it. It's been like that forever. <laughs> we used to actually chase it when we were kids. Very dangerous. It's just, it's just chemicals. You're, I was gonna say you're not supposed to bring <laughs> stuff in. Hey, you don't tell us what to do down here in the six hundred one lights on the top. Why? So, so we don't go chase inside? it. Really? Yeah. No. Do you want to take this I'm podcast just, outside? I'm, I'm, no, I'm just. No. You want to take it into the street? But yeah, no, no. That stuff starts on a local level, like. And it's like you were saying, man up. Like, personally, we'll talk to Chaz, the chop. That was nothing, in my opinion, but bad. Um, I believe after the first death, it should have been brought in to disband that place. Obviously, now it's starting to disband a little bit more. You know, personal beliefs, I don't think you should just be able to take over a city like that in the way that it took over. Sure. They took, so many businesses were so extremely harmed. Do you have any uh, lawsuits being filed against the city of Seattle now from business owners in that six-block uh, radius? I'm going to assume more than you could possibly imagine. I don't even know. But I just know I it was also, a lot. I can also assume that they won't be settled. Like, that's going to be something that they'll lose because what are they going to do? Exactly. No, exactly. You know, yeah. like, what do you, what do you, we don't have any fucking money. Nobody. <laughs> yeah. Like, the perfect storm. This has been the perfect storm. Nobody has any fucking money. They're talking, they're, they're talking about jacking up Mississippi business uh, taxes to 950% what they are currently. Do you know what that means? No more local business. Do yeah. you know what that means? Only major yeah. corporations that got bailed out by the government mm-hmm. who got, the government got equity in all these major businesses and their uh, uh, umbrella co- companies that own mm-hmm. them. So guess what that creates? Whether it's Donald Trump or Joe Biden, eventually you're looking at a guaranteed, whether you agree with it or not, It's the way that it is setting up is to where it is an entirely government-ran such system China. the same way that who? China is ran. Boom. Yep. We are China. We're turning into China, man. And it's ridiculous. Now, I'm not saying anything it's about. Ri- I'm look, not saying anything about the people of China specifically. I no, not, I know. Well, look, I'm gonna say something, if you don't mind. As long as it's not racist. It's not racist. Okay. I was about to say. I, Since, I'm not. I'm not saying anything about people for, of Chinese no. ethnicity or anything. Look, dude, for years, 
people have been warning us, hey, China's coming. They're going to be a powerhouse one day. We, we, we cannot conform to China. Donald Trump in 2015-16 said we cannot conform to China. We cannot look out for China, look out for China. China's here, man. What are you going to do about it? You're not doing anything right now, man. China is here, and you are letting it happen. Listen. If you ta if you raise the taxes 950% to what they are, you are turning us into China. You are turning us into China. Well, hear me out. I'm hearing you out, brother. I just I'm hearing you out. Hear me out. I'm hearing you out. Before we get too before we get too worked up on us uh, on that, I do want to point out some things about the Chinese government. Fortunately, with this app, if it does go dark, it still records. Oh, okay, good. Uh, I just noticed you kept tapping it, but that's what she said. But uh, <laughs> China is, there's a part, a vast majority, China has this thing set up, okay, where they they basically pay to build infrastructure in third world countries. Yeah. And not just third world countries, but some other, you know, is second world country a thing? You, know, you always hear first world and third world. Well, we'll say it is. But let's just say second world countries. You know, they make these investments and da da da. da but it's all about we. You know, they they occupy. Yeah. Also, you know, it's like yeah. a. And Africa is right now building and building, and they, they have dumped yes. so much money. China yeah. has dumped so much money into China, into Africa to build all these things. Now, it. China has also been known to play the long. They've been acceptable. They are very accepting of. In a diff they have a completely different culture, completely different mindset than we do. Because mm -hmm. we're like, what can we get now to look the best we can? Yep. You know what I'm saying? How can we deal mm -hmm. with, and that's on an individual level and on a government level. What can we do right now to make everybody feel fucking comfortable? China says, fuck that. We're going to fucking, I mean, obviously make a lot of people miserable and play the long game. They build, they invest, they build, they China never has to fucking do anything to mm -hmm. us or do anything, whatever, at all. And all they have to do is continue. Because it's like you don't become a world power by just uh, getting fucking America to take the knee, uh, bend the knee. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I completely agree. I got on my soapbox there and you kind of brought me down. I, I completely agree. You know, it's like it, it, to, to me, that's, that's, a, that's something that's troubling to me because – as much as I am all about this, you know, police reform or reform uh, of the government or, you know, like, you know, crack the system and fix it like a chiropractor almost. But, like, as far as this school of thought of, like, tear the whole fucking thing down and so what happens afterwards, uh, I can't get behind that. Yeah. I'm not saying that, you know, I know we just came off of a, a heavy Trump conversation. I'm not saying that in the sense of I'm fucking just whipping it and flipping it for Trump because fuck him. But I'm just saying in general, it reminds me of when I was younger, we used to stay high off of the thought of fuck the whole government because they're fucking us. But in the same breath, I almost feel like the government should be exactly what they're supposed to be. They should work for us. They should work for us. They should not work for their own fucking they there needs to be more transparency in the government. Like that is like that that is the biggest problem because they always I mean, don't get me wrong, we haven't exactly showed that we can handle things very well yeah. in the past couple of months. But in the same breath, that's a whole different conversation when it when it comes to dealing with anguish and the plight of African Americans. I'm talking about right now specifically Americans in general if you can just assume that we're incapable of handling the hard truths and the really really good shit then fuck you you know what I'm saying get out of the fucking office tell us what it is let us go home and cry let a couple of fucking saps kill themselves I'm sorry I'm not I'm not saying they should but I'm just saying if that happens then that happens yeah. but you need to fucking start telling people the truth mm -hmm. because the reason why we're all so fucked is because nobody knows what's going on exactly. when something happens like the coronavirus and everybody has to go sit inside of their houses for three months and then nobody tells us any I mean okay don't get me wrong you guys probably didn't fucking know what was going on. Mm -mm. You know what I'm saying? But in the same told, breath, yeah. you should have fucking said that. Because exactly. then we could have all been knowing, without a shadow of a doubt, that when you got information, we could get it too. Mm -hmm. And we wouldn't have to wait every fucking day and deal with these fucking CNN reporters 
poking fun and trying to prod at the the fuck that's running the country. That clearly also is like, wow, I picked the worst fucking four years to ever try to become president for whatever reason he became president. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I'm not blaming the entire mass hysteria. Trump did corona. You know, he did. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. That's exactly what I was thinking. (laughs) This podcast is over. Brought to you in part by the Trump administration. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Donald J. Trump and I approve this I'm, China. I'm sorry to be in, for being so worked up. No, but yeah, no, it's one good. of those kind of things. It's like, look, man, I'm grown. I got a kid. Uh, I have dreams and ambitions, even if they are just to have a nicer truck than I have now and a nicer it's house. A nice truck. You know what I'm saying? Hey, you know, we out here. Oh, uh, you want to be president, don't you? No, I'm, I'm just, just kidding. My thing is, it's just one of those kind of things. It's like, how, how, for how long? And it's like, then you get back into conspiracy land because you're like, well, you know, if we're yeah. divided, they can control us. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, well, fuck, man. What if it is that in all actuality, as much as we always and it has history has always foretold, especially in America, we always blame the government when something goes wrong. And none of us can ever get on the same accord. Mm-hmm. And I think that it, it I mean, I almost feel like that's like natural, natural tribalism within humans. We always find a way to separate ourselves. You know, we always find a way to be like, I'm a Christian, or I'm white, or yeah. I'm black, and you know, or I'm you know Muslim, or I'm this, or I'm that, and not even that. It's even smaller things: preppy kids, poor kids. You know, it's like all this different stuff that we find these different ways to separate ourselves from each other. And you can't help but feel like that's natural because in throughout history, you've heard about that same stuff. There's people who grow up in the same cities, same color, same nationality, same every same walk of life but still find a way to separate themselves and so when you think about the whole transparency thing it's like maybe there's a justification for people not being transparent because they know that two different mass groups of fake fucking angry people are going to deal with it two completely different ways Mm. and they're still going to you know maybe there's some like say there's psychology one there's psychology two and there's psychology three and you don't ever get taught anything in between that yeah no i Look, man, I completely agree with you. Uh, you know, I do want to talk. I want. I want to talk about something else before uh, we end up running out of time, anyway. Um, uh, you had a couple questions. Is that what you want to talk about? Oh, or? let's do the questions. Questions, yes, yes, yes. Let yes. me get those questions. I had them right here. Let's do the uh, ones from Facebook first, and then we'll do the ones I sent you. And it's tight. Let's see. Let's see. Ask me questions to answer on my podcast. Would you, a quick one, would you rather be Ted Bundy or Jeffrey Dahmer? You got to tell me who asked the question. Oh, Jake easily said, would you rather be Ted Bundy or Jeffrey? Well, Ted Bundy's a very attractive fellow. Um, I mean, okay, if if I'm going to be 100% honest, how many times did Jeffrey Dahmer get laid? I don't know, man. Probably not that much. <laughs> Are you seen him, man? <laughs> Dude, Ted Bundy definitely got laid. <laughs> all right, I all mean, right. if you had to be a sick and dark and twisted fuck, which both of them obviously were, I'm going to go with Ted Bundy. And then Zac Efron gets to play you years later. Yeah. So, I hey. mean, so uh, for, for what it's right. worth, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with, Ted Bundy Thank well. you for the question, Jake. All right, so next, Drew Carruth, shout out. Uh, what are your thoughts on... Um, the death penalty, and we pronounce that last word for me. I'm very bad at spelling. Euthanasia, but I think it's uh, like euthanization. Yeah, okay, that's what I thought. So, what are your thoughts on the death penalty and euthanization? Um, I'll go, and then you can. Yeah. I say it's very hard for me to. The reason I, I, I I'm very torn on the death penalty is because most people that have been put to death via death penalty later came out innocent. So I feel like. There's my thing, dude. If you rape a kid, you deserve death. Personally. If you rape a kid or you kill a defenseless person or anything of that matter, you you you, you deserve what's coming to you. But in the same sense, man, I, I don't it's taking away just taking away human life, man. I just I don't know. I don't know. I'm very torn on it. It's uh, very weird subject to I, touch up on. I would be on to be honest. Uh, I do think that there are certain scenarios. I think there are certain scenarios where, uh, 
where the death penalty is definitely something that I, I'm not, but it's like one of those kind of things like easy for me to say. Yeah. You know, like when you think about, you know, you mentioned the whole, you know, it comes out or what this information, that information where the people were innocent and then people covered up and we have yeah. this, that, and the third come from the internet and whatever. But like you said, I mean, I don't necessarily, and this sounds fucked up, but it's like, if you, okay, if you, yeah, if you, you said it, you rape a kid. If, rape a kid. if you rape a kid, yeah, I mean, honestly, take that person and put them, put I them f- on the pole in the middle of the town square mm. and blow their fucking head off their skull. Yeah. You know, like, but I say that, and, I mean, that is just in my opinion. But the yeah. thing about it is, is one of those kind of things, if a kid says something, or if a 13-year, or 14-year-old girl says something, like, oh, he raped me. I don't think you should That's immediately I, exactly, take that person. Exactly. If death penalty is put, at, you know, if, if that would be something we do, man, I feel like it should be years and years and years of, you have to be proven guilty. You, I mean, I'm talking about, like, not by a jury. But also, in the same sense, dude, throw... Throw them in a room, a metal room with absolutely nothing in there, and give them one meal a day and you know a wooden bed. You're gonna do just as much damage. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I would rather you take someone's take someone and throw them in prison for forever. And like honestly, it sounds dark, but give someone give give someone the option. Yeah. You know, like give them. Yeah. Hey, do you want us to, you know, set you a death row date for two You're years from now? You're either gonna rot in this room for the rest of your life, or we can just kill you. Yeah. All right. Uh, but <clears throat> as far as, uh, I mean, t- the euthanization thing, I'm sure he was probably referring to Paw Patrol the, dog. He was probably re- he was probably referring to for death row, but there's also a school of thought about how. You can euthanize uh, old people and Gosh. save the planet, but that's a different conversation. All right, next question from Hindu Cunningham. All right, this was going to be a breather. Hey, I do want to say before you read this one off, Henderson, thank you for your com- your uh, questions because they're usually pretty thought out. And Yeah, also thank you, Drew. Uh, yes, thank you, Drew, as well, but I so, did want to say Hindu, Henderson. Henderson, always. Henderson has a few. I will start off with the first one. What do you think of the existential crisis of trust within the American population? Um, I think that goes back to what we were saying with, man, if the government would just be transparent, it'd be a whole lot different. That's true. Um, uh, not only concerning issues of race within the nation, but the need for a mask, the political crisis, the judicial crisis. Do we still hold the same values? Um, do we still hold the same values uh, as a country that we once did? Absolutely not. I, I don't. I don't know, actually. What do you think? I mean, okay, I, I think... Great question. Uh, to answer the first part, oh, what, what, what was what did he say first? He said he said uh, with the trust thing, not only concerning yeah. issues of race within the nation, but like mask, political crisis, judicial crisis. Then he said, do we still hold the same values we once did as a country? Yeah, I definitely. I mean, I don't think we do uh, necessarily hold the same values, but in the same breath, we kind of do. They've just evolved because yeah. as far yeah. as it goes, I mean, you could look at it from several different points of view when it comes to that. It's like, uh, religiously speaking. I mean, a lot of laws and doctrine of how the world works and morality speaking, as far as the country goes, was based off of, I mean, uh, Christian, Christian moral fiber. I mean, the, from the Bible, but in the same breath, it's like, we don't, we still hold on to a lot of those moral values, but, you know, you know, this, this this country was built on a uh, sense of enlightenment. You know, all the forefathers are known to be, uh, they were they, they were known to use enlightenment in a lot of things they wrote. Right. And actually, they were all, uh, they're all claimed to be deists at one point, which is, if you look back in history, it's not true. They were all extremely Christian. Uh, but their, their form of deist goes back, they believed in a God, but they didn't know Jesus was the Savior. But a lot... Anyway, doesn't matter. Well, I mean, Doesn't you matter. also so, can imagine 300 years ago, things were di- people yeah. looked at things different. They they uh, transcribed things differently. Yes. As well. So I'm gonna go to Henderson's next question, and then I believe it's a good question to just kind of wrap it up on. Uh, he said this country was built on archaic values from demanding of uh, from demeaning of sex uh, to old school practices of racism, nationalism, and burdens. Uh, quote unquote. Uh, should the world grow or go back? Uh, he said, this has been argued among many people, but at the end of the day, progression is the only route 
because the necessary need is outweighing the old school values every day we should fight against it or should we fall in line of it so he kind of answered the question there for me in a sense uh if if you believe you know that we were built on the values of the meaning of sex and gender and old school practices of racism nationalism we, we definitely need to grow from that we only do things in my opinion to learn and grow right no i mean and not only as a, I mean, not even only as individuals. I mean, that's that's a thing as an individual. That yeah, you should, exactly. I mean, and I believe we have, man, because dude, in 1980, if you're going to come out as transgender, you're going to get looked at a lot differently as now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I well, mean, look back at it in in the early uh, 19 or in the, you know in the 1900s, people that come out as transgender were not viewed as heroes. They were not viewed as this, that, and the, you know what I'm saying? Right. And no matter what you believe, I still believe there's a sense of man. People have got to be happy. Right, and people, we, yeah, no, I'm with I'm with Henderson 100. We we got to grow as a country, um, racially. I personally do not believe America is a racist country. I do believe there's racist people in the country, sure. and I believe we've done a lot to work on not being a racist country. Um, but we have to grow from those few racist people, you know. Yeah. That definitely hold a lot of Facebook power. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've no, got to grow from this. That. Is this is I mean. You know, in the 1970s, maybe 60s, I think it was the 70s, They it was when it became legal for you to be a a white person and marry a black person. Uh-huh. Now, obviously, this entire planet has gone through different things, but we're just obviously just speaking on yeah. America right now. And to me, I mean, obviously, absolutely, there's, there's no other choice but to move forward. Yeah. But... I do think that there is a almost like an inevitable flaw in that. Because if you let's just say there's a circle right here, but then you you start here and then you've got a circle almost like a swirl that goes yeah. out. And then eventually you're going to get out of that circle. And that circle you can only go so far out of the circle, you're not in a safe zone anymore. And it's like, okay, you go too far, you go so far, it's like what do you what does it become then? Yeah. It's like I'm all about progression. I'm all about rights. I'm all about equality, and I'm all you know. I'm all about all that. But eventually, it's like, where do even the most open-minded people say, "I'm not okay with this"? It's like with cancel culture. A lot of people how they're taking it. And and you know, hear me out. I'm hearing you out. Go ahead, go ahead. And then I'll go to my last point. The things that people used to be very upset about and used to be super judgmental about Christians. Back in, you know, whenever, probably even still to this day, Christians used to get pestered and bothered, and you know, the thing that the, used to really, really, really be the most heinous thing that pe- or I say heinous, the most commonality in anyone who was not a Christian versus a Christians was hypocrisy uh-huh. and judgmental, you know, yeah. like uh, and just like in a very brash way, 100%. shoving your belief down yes. someone's throat. What are we seeing in society? Exactly, today? man. Exactly. Right or wrong. I don't know anything. I'm an idiot. But I'm just saying, what we're actually witnessing right now, <clears throat> given a little bit more fuel, is going to be such a change in culture. Don't get me wrong. At The, the catalyst for all of this, this whole anti race I'm totally down with not being racist. Yeah, like, yeah. I, 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 hey. It's like we haven't been racist. Uh, not we as, all as a whole, but I'm just saying like, I'm, I mean, that has been a natural thing for, you know what I'm saying? Like, not a natural thing for me to go out and rip down people's, you know, flags and stuff yeah, or like so, tear people down or dox people and stuff. But I'm saying like. So it's, it's where you, you, you go um, to the point of we have to, you know, progress and be more progressive personally. What are ways we can do that? Right. But I, I, not burning, not riots. That's not a way to be more progressive because, and, and I'll say this, and, and and I don't know how this will be taken, but what you are creating is you are, you're saying that there is a sense of, you know, let's just say white supremacy. Yeah. What you are doing is you are taking and you are flipping the script. Now you have to bow to us and there's a sense of black supremacy. Right. There is, it's so hard for equality to happen. Because of things like that. What has to happen is we have to say, look, we are all equal. There's been racism, and there's no more racism. We just have to move on. Uh, what's his, uh, Morgan Freeman said it best. said, how do you stop racism? He said, stop talking about it. Yeah. Just I mean, I, I, 
I, I understand that, but I also, I don't believe that there will ever be a scenario where there is, I don't believe that there will, and I don't know, I don't want anybody to take this the wrong way, but I don't think that there will, without a war, like a true war, (laughs) there will not ever be a way where it is that black people are able to treat white people the way that white people treated black people a hundred years ago. Does that make sense? It does, and I think a lot of that stems from one, just one reason. Obviously, is because there's a ton of white people. Uh, you know, the the white population sure. outnumbers the black population. Uh, and I'm not saying I'm not saying that in a sense of I'm all yeah. I'm also not saying this in the sense that that's what this is what all black well, people. Well, yeah, want. yeah. Well, and it's also years and years ago because at one point every race was a slave. But years and years ago, that was happening, and whites were under the impression it was right, and blacks were under the impression it's just something happened. But it's now something we all know is wrong. Right. Owning another human is cause for death. Like it is wrong. It is yeah. so, and it's so many things. It's like I'm saying, oh, look, I'm a white person. Uh, I come from a very poor background. No one in my family ever owned a slave, but people around here did. You know, right? People around here did. They owned other human beings, and that's an awful, awful thing. And that's one thing we have to understand. Yeah. You know, is is, um, it, it, you know, my ancestors. Lebanese ancestors, they faced a lot of slavery. They faced a lot of coming to coming to the country, uh, you know, in the 1950s and 60s and being brown. Yeah. No matter what kind of brown you are, you're going to face a lot of hate. Right. I don't feel that same hate, but I understand it. Well, and I couldn't I, I couldn't understand being black. Yeah. I'm white, you know? Right. And we there has to be a sense of understanding and just moving forward, well, just and pushing I, forward. I, and you know, I do want to get to a few more of the questions before we get out of here, but I do also want to say that nobody fled their country to come here because yeah. it was a better gig over there. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I agree. Like even to to the immigrants and stuff like that. It's like yeah. but with but with, with African Americans, the descent of people who were, you know, their family were slaves, they they were robbed of their history. Yeah. They were robbed yeah. of what, you know, and that's something that, you know, it's like someone who was, say, molested when they were three. They don't ever address it or talk about it or anything until they're fucking 40. Yeah. And it's like, wow, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm not trying to degrade okay? the situation. It's like I want to tell you guys something. No, I'm joking. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, no, like, I see what you're it's saying. just one exactly. kind of thing. It's like exactly. when you think about it, it's like you could see where that might would bother somebody. Yeah, you know. But All right. we'll move on. Last question. This is the last question of the night. Uh, this is your boy Russell Jake from New York. All right. He says uh, regarding the state of Mississippi as a whole, COVID talk. Uh, have there been a lot of cases? He said, as a New Yorker, I wouldn't have a clue. Uh, and <laughs> how Shout has your out. governor been handling it? Uh, and so, you know, we'll end on, on old, old boy Tate Reeves. Uh, Tate Reeves handled the COVID thing like a pussy because he was scared of upsetting Donald Trump. And see, <laughs> that comes in, that's going to come into our disagreement. I see where you're coming from. I believe Tate Reeves was sworn in January and then in March he was hit with this. Um, and I'm not defending him. I didn't vote for Tate Reeves. Will not again. Uh, so I definitely see where you're coming. Actually, uh, no, I agree with you. <laughs> wait, wait. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I believe there were a lot of things he did uh, and just some things he said as in like, hey, look, guys, we have to wear a mask. Yeah. Dude, He's. I think he's just got to step up and be a man about it because we've got, you know, there's so many things. Yes, there's a lot of cases to answer your question, Russell Jake, because and down here you wouldn't think that COVID was a thing. Um, yeah, no, you're right, actually. He's handled, yeah, he's handled this poorly. Uh, he, he, granted, granted. My thing was the shutting down the first time. I agree. And the easy for me to say. Also, shoot him some bell. Easy for me to say. I'm just some fuck. You know, like I'm just some dude. Yeah, you are. Like, but it's to me, it's one of those kind of things. Like, well, if there's other places, but you know, a lot of these people don't want to shut their shit down because Trump puts them on blast, and the rest of the country makes them look like fucking cockholes. You know, like, it, and that kind of sucks, but in the same breath, it is what it is. Your responsibility is for your people. Yeah. It's not for Donald Trump. It's not for, you know, Washington, D.C. It's not for, yeah. you know, anything like that. So. Yeah, I agree. But, hey, uh, thank you guys for uh, tuning in. I want to uh, thank uh, Philip 
and I want to thank uh, a bunch of other fucking people that I'd forgotten my list of people to thank. But I appreciate you guys, and I do want to thank Philip because Philip's an OG, and uh, I might name the twentieth episode Philip Pygett just to fucking do it because he's an OG and he's held it down. But um, hey, appreciate you guys, and thank you Tyler for coming in. Dude, and of hanging course, out with me I'll be tonight. back. Hell yeah, it was good. I hope we guys didn't uh, bore you too much with our politics talk, but. I gotta go inside and uh, you know do daddy shit. So hey, all right. Uh, if I'm if we miss any questions, I'm gonna get them on the next episode because I'm gonna start doing questions every episode because they're awesome and they help with uh, curating content. Yes, so. I do. All right. All right. The American dream is. I don't know. I got. Nothing. Guess what?